Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI plus storytelling night I host and program around Australia. If you're listening for the first time, make sure you check out the back catalogue of episodes. There are, to put it mildly, shit tons of good stories for you to sink your teeth into. Or your ears. Do you sink your ears? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But there is also a Queer Stories book that you really should buy and a podcast collaboration with Google's Creative Lab called My Mother's Kitchen. It features a bunch of Queer Stories storytellers and is a cool interactive game slash podcast slash, I don't know, experimental audio experience. It's cool and you should check it out at mymotherskitchen.com.au. Emma Valente is the co-artistic director and co-CEO of feminist theatre company The Rabble. She's also a director, lighting designer, dramaturg, video designer and occasional troublemaker. Emma has directed works for main stage festivals and venues around the country and overseas. She teaches dramaturgy and performance making at Monash University and she mentors for VCA, Melbourne University, the Pinnacle Foundation and Midsummer Futures. I loved Emma's story so much when she performed it in Melbourne that I booked her to do it again in Sydney in January 2019. There's this five-year-old kid who lives in my block of flats and he's befriended all the neighbours. He just waits for people to come out of their homes so he can say hi. 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 I am not like this. I don't like meeting new adults. I change my coffee shop if they learn my order. I order the same soy latte every time, but I feel like if the coffee shop knows my order, then I'll be forced to order the same drink for the rest of my life so as not to embarrass the barista. Contrarily, I am prone to bursts of love towards my family or friends or cats or myself or poems. Adrian Rich's poetry has narrated many of the difficult moments in my life. If I'm lonely, it must be the loneliness of waking first, of breathing dawn's first cold breath on the city, of being the one awake in a house wrapped in sleep. Most days, if I'm awake, there isn't anyone in my house wrapped in sleep. Someone knocked on my door the other day, and it was weird. (laughs) No one ever knocks on my door. So I opened it, and there was no one there. So I closed it again, and then two minutes later, there was another knock, no one, etc. So I stood hovering at my door, peering through the peephole. And then I saw Michael, who is the kid who hangs out the front of my flats, knocking and then running away again. So eventually I catch him in the act, about to knock at my door, and I swing the door open. I say, you want to play? <laughs> yeah. 
He nods. <laughs> Michael is five. He has one earring, tracksuit pants, and he smells like cigarettes. And we play a very complicated game, a game where you have to take your imaginary car to the mechanic, but the mechanic, who is invisible, instead of fixing your car, just swaps it out for another one and you get a better imaginary car. So the cars just get, keep getting faster and better until you're just running around the driveway making the sounds of screeching tyres. I have several dating apps on my phone. And I make all kinds of rules about how I should choose people. I'm very thorough. <laughs> anyone who uses emojis instead of words, I swipe left. Uh, anyone who lists easygoing as a trait they hope for in a partner, swipe left. <laughs> anyone who lists appearance important, swipe left. Anyone who lists more than one sport as a hobby, swipe left. <laughs> anyone who has Snapchat filters as their profile pick. Anyone who seems too earnest or not serious enough or doesn't read or doesn't like the arts or doesn't have a job or has a picture of themselves sailing. <laughs> and it's very easy for me to forget that I like very much people who are not like me. Michael starts knocking on my door most mornings. He's not allowed inside anyone's flat in the block. His dad has forbid it. So we start playing cards over the threshold of my front door. I have a pack of Transformer cards, and he always wants to be Bumblebee, even though it's a crap card, and Bumblebee doesn't have any powers. See, it only has 15 points. The top card, Optimus Prime, has 120. Is 1515? Yeah, there's two numbers, and the first number is one, so see, it's a teen, and the second number is a five, so it's 15. <laughs> I'm boring him. <laughs> I go on a date with a woman to a Japanese restaurant and she won't pick any food from the tapas menu. She says whatever I pick will be great, so that's how I know there's no future for us. Because <laughs> she's being so amenable. <laughs> Sometimes Michael runs across the threshold of my front door and marvels at how much stuff I have. Is everything yours? <laughs> Michael has two prized possessions. His Ninja Turtle bike and one of those helicopters that when you pull the strings, it whizzes into the air. And I let him fly it into my house from the front door. And we both watch to see if it hits anything. The vase, the lamp, that mug. It's hilarious and I whoop and we scream and the helicopter smashes into one of my vases. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, his dad would yell out the window of their flat and then Michael would piss bolt home, leaving whatever he was doing. Michael, shh! A helicopter still catapulting around the lounge room. <laughs> Another day, Michael and I play cards across the threshold. Is 49 higher than 42? Yes, good work. I love you, he says. <laughs> I love you is for family, I say. I like you is for friends, even though I don't believe this. I just don't want him to be confused. Okay, I like you. I like you too, Michael. I go on a date with a girl who really wants me to kiss her, so I do, even though I don't feel like it. <laughs> I do it because I know it'll make her happy and I feel wretched about this afterwards and I never call her again. <laughs> Michael hates it when I'm on the phone. 
and I'm always on the phone. I drive into my driveway and he's been waiting for me and I park and I stay in my car and I'm on the phone. And he beats on my window, Emma, Emma. <laughs> We've talked about this and you just have to wait till I'm off the phone. How long? 10 minutes. He frowns, he leaves. I stay in the car and I'm trying to sort out some finances for my theatre company. And then suddenly a mouth appears on the window of my car. Deadpan, Michael starts licking the car window and then puffing his mouth on it. I try to ignore it. And then he bashes on the window. Hey, hey, Emma, 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 Emma. It hasn't been 10 minutes. Emma, 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 Emma. And he flattens his tongue on the window in one long lick. I'll have to call you back. Michael, you can't do that while I'm on the phone. Why not? I'm working. You're a bitch. And then he rages away. I go on a date with a woman and we have a great time. And she orders wine like a pro and she knows about cheese, which I find very attractive. And we go on a second date and we talk about our favourite artworks. And she agrees that trampolining would be an excellent third date. And then I start thinking it'll never work. Because <laughs> we look too similar, or we have the same glasses, and that won't work, so I cancel our trampolining date, and I ghost her out, and I'm an idiot. Aww. I'm such an idiot. Another day, there's a knock on my door. Do you have a boyfriend? Michael asks. No. Then he runs off. Two minutes later, there's another knock on my door. Hello? This time, Michael is there with Vish, another neighbour. Hi. Vish smiles. Michael starts performing a dance. He's wiggling his hips like... <laughs> Vish doesn't say anything, and he just runs his fingers through his hair and then edges out of my doorway. See ya, yells Michael. I close my door. That was strange. Then there's another knock, and it's just Michael this time. He says, will you go on a date with Vish? <laughs> and I say, no. And he says, why not? And I says, I'm gay. And he says, what does that mean? I said, mainly it means I go on dates with women. And he said, not Vish. And it takes all my strength to say, no, not Vish, who turned up at my door just to look at me and then asks me out via a five-year-old, no. <laughs> And then Michael says, not me. I say, you, we're friends. We, go on, we don't go on dates. Oh, I'm too old. Oh. Two days later, he knocks on my door and we sort out the Transformer Club cards and he sneaks the bumblebee into his pack. Lesbians are disgusting. Aww. Who told you that? My dad. Do you think I'm disgusting? No. You remind me of my baby sister. Your baby sister? Yeah, she's in Queensland with my mum and I miss her. I get really expert at the end of dates. I get brilliant at the required ambiguity. 
because the rhythm of goodbye between two people is inevitably an expression of when we hope to see each other again. See you later, see you soon. I'll call you, I'll let you know. And it's hard to escape these patterns. Michael knocks on my door one morning before school and counts to 100. 45, 46, 47, 48, 49. And then he starts dancing while he's doing it. 71, 72, 73, 74. And he is so proud. 96, 97, 98, 99, I love you! And then he sprints off back to his own flat and I don't have time to correct him. <laughs> Over Christmas, I don't see him and I go and visit my family and I roast two chickens and we pull crackers and we wear silly hats. And then I get home on Boxing Day and Michael's Ninja Turtle bike isn't out the front and he doesn't knock on my door the next day or the day after or the day after. And I put the Transformer cards away and I spin the top of his helicopter on my finger while I'm on the phone. If I'm lonely, it's with the rowboat ice fast on the shore in the last red light of the year that knows what it is, that knows it's neither ice nor mud nor winter light, but wood with a gift for burning. Weeks later, I see Michael's dad. Where's Michael? I took him back to Queensland. Happened kind of suddenly. And I imagine the rage that might have stormed Christmas Day that prompted his dad to drive him with no warning back to Queensland. And I imagine him realising that the top of his helicopter was still in my house. And I imagine him with his baby sister. And I imagine a goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and consider buying a copy of the Queer Stories book. Hope to see you at one of the events soon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.